Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human And today um, I have with me a very special guest My daughter-in-law, Michelle Jackson And our topic is Let Your Treasure Be Known Mish, um, you know, it's the month of Elul starting tonight And it's a very special time, I think, for us to be on air and also, it's Women's Month, and we've just heard Isaac mentioning so many great women that uh, have been role models throughout South African history and, and global history. Now, what for you, what does the month of Elul mean? So, first of all, I'd like to thank you for having me on your show, and to say hello to all your listeners. Um, for me, Elul is a time of reflection, renewal, and recognition that we have one life to live. And we need to make every day count. It's an opportune time to work on perfecting ourselves, tapping into our potential. Each one of us is a unique, a unique person. Um, we have all have unique strengths and weaknesses. We have our unique piece of the puzzle to bring to the world. And um, we need to find out what that is, get in touch with who we are and what gifts we have to share with the world. And, um, Elul is that month where we have to discover who we are, what are we here for, what is our purpose in life, and um, it's it's a big time of reflection, big time of growth. I love that answer, Mish. It, it, I really do, because so many of our life experiences are, as you say, unique. They shape us and affect us, but ultimately it is we alone who define who we become. Absolutely, I agree with you. I would just like to give a, uh, anyone listening in, and I hope there are lots of you, the SMS 34519, and our WhatsApp is 0621482374. Now, going back to Michelle, I have always loved the person she is, but I'm also incredibly proud of the woman she has become. How long have we known each other for, Mish? Sure, must be about 20, 26 years now. Wow, it's a really a long time. And in all of that, uh, it's it's been a true blessing in my life. And mine too. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. You're sitting opposite me. You've got to say that. <laughs> Michelle continues to amaze me in so many instances. And I can honestly say that I do thank Hashem for bringing her into my life as she has taught and continues to teach me and the rest of my family many lessons. We're going to be listening to a TED talk by Rabbi Sachs after the next break um, on uh, talking about purpose. Now, if anyone has searched for purpose, it is Michelle, and she will tell us more about that. But in our family, my family, there's a mixing pot of many religions. And I know that Michelle shares my view that actually we are privileged to have been able to recognize the good and the decent in all cultures and religions. Do you agree with that, Mish? Absolutely. Um, you know, we are all in this world to play our part. And um, it's important for all of us to connect with um, who we are and how we've been brought up and to connect to the teachings of our parents and our families and our own cultures and religions and to bring that into our lives and into our children's lives as well. And to make the choices that are suitable to us that we want to, to enable us to move forward. Absolutely. 
Now, Mish has always embraced uh, the people who do make up uh, our world. But in our world and in our lives, there is fear, anxiety, anger, divisiveness. And each of us, in our own way, have the responsibility to heal our emotions, our wounds. I want to just read you this this uh, little poem called The Story of the Butterfly. A man found a cocoon of a butterfly. One day, a small opening appeared. He sat and watched the butterfly for several hours as it struggled to squeeze its body through the tiny hole. Then it stopped as if it couldn't go further. So the man decided to help the butterfly. He took a pair of scissors and snipped off the remaining bits of cocoon. The butterfly emerged easily, but it had a swollen body and shriveled wings. The man continued to watch it, expecting that in in any minute the wings would enlarge and expand enough to support the body. Neither happened. In fact, the butterfly spent the rest of its life crawling around. It was never able to fly. What the man in his kindness and haste did not understand, the restricting cocoon and the struggle required by the butterfly to get through the opening was a way of freeing the fluid from the body into the wings so that it would be ready for flight once that was achieved. Sometimes struggles are exactly what we need in our lives. Going through life with no obstacles would cripple us. We will not be as strong as we could have been, and we would never fly. What is your opinion on that, Mish? So, I agree with you, and I you agree with yourself. You yourself have had many challenges, losses, confusion, and choices. Absolutely, and through them, I've tried to to learn from those challenges and 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 grow from them. Um, I think the biggest gift that my mother gave me was a belief in God, and that's carried me through my life, um, whether I was observant or non-observant. Um, my difficult times and challenges made me search for meaning in those challenges. I needed answers for the suffering and pain that I was experiencing and others were experiencing. And it didn't make sense that that pain and suffering and um, confusion served no purpose. So I decided that I have to find out more and find out what is the purpose of it. And so um, my friend, uh, my friends at Ginsburg introduced my husband and I to Arachim. And um, we went there four times. And each time we understood more and we grew more. And um, that sort of started us on our path to searching and 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 finding more meaning and purpose um, through our life experiences. Uh, we realized then that, you know, we all think that we just sort of randomly land on this earth with no instruction manuals and we have to fight our way through and figure it out all for ourselves. But actually, we do come with an instruction manual and that's what I learned And that instruction manual is the Torah. Um, I learned as well that we we don't control our world, that Hashem controls our world. And we can only control our reactions to the world and situations around us. So we have to do our best. We have to learn what we can. We have to um, look into into the challenges that come our way and... um, 
and he and and we do our best to 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 get through them and we leave the rest up to Hashem. Fantastic answer, Mesh. Well done. We are actually breaking for an ad break and then we're going to be listening to Rabbi Sachs talking about purpose. If you want to find your purpose in life, think about the following sentence where what you want to do meets what needs to be done. That is where God wants us to be. So many of us have passions. And if you don't have a passion, take time out to discover it. Dream a lot. Fantasize a lot. Think what really would be a life you would really live for. Keep your dreams. Joseph dreamt dreams. A Jewish leader is one who dreams dreams. And that's what you want to do. But in the meanwhile, there's a world out there. And that world has needs for some things and not others. At some times and not others. And somehow or other, you have to connect to that world. And that is why I say your purpose in life comes when those two things meet. What you want to do and what needs to be done. And for each of us, it's different. But it's when they come together that you will know your purpose in life. And if you get it wrong one or two times, don't worry about it. None of us gets it right first time. I did not want to be a rabbi at the beginning of my career. I had an aspiration to be an economist. I had an aspiration to be a lawyer. I had a dream of being an academic. I didn't think of becoming a rabbi until really quite late. I was very conscious that we were short of rabbis. That's what needed to be done. But I never saw that that's what I wanted to do until one or two great rabbis, the Lubavitcher Rebbe being the most important one, lit that little spark, that flame in me. And all of a sudden, what I wanted to do became what needed to be done, and so I became a rabbi. So I didn't get it right until fourth time, until quite late in life. So don't worry if you get it wrong. And maybe it's not one thing throughout the whole of life. People I really admire are people who really live to the full one role and maybe discover, hey, you know, there's something new that needs to be done and maybe I need to shift direction. But you will always know when it's right because you want to do it. And it needs to be done. From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human. My guest today is Michelle Jackson, and our topic is Let Your Treasure Be Known. And we are talking about actually finding our purpose in life, Moving into uh, the searches that we do, that we, we go through, through the many challenges that we are faced with. Miss, you lost your stepfather in tragic circumstances. A few months after your daughter, my eldest grandchild, was born. Did your quest for knowledge uh, or for finding a purpose begin then, or had it already begun? So I think that definitely that was a catalyst. I had already start searching and and 
into myself and trying to find out what my purpose in life was. I had begun the process already, but certainly um, losing my stepfather, who I was very, very close to, and actually was had played a huge part in bringing me up and giving me security and um, just guiding me in my life. Um, it was a big loss, and it definitely sparked that that uh, deep need in me to search and find more answers. And did you get comfort in religion through that, or, or what other modalities were you looking at? I think at that time it was really in the beginning stages of me of understanding, you know, the deeper aspects of religion besides maybe what the laws were. So uh, I, I sort of went to more um, to psychologists and um, read books and try to find out, you know, more. That's when I started searching in the religion as well to find out, you know, why death? What's the journey of the soul? What happens when your soul leaves this world? Why are we here? Um and, and the whole process, I needed more understanding, more clarity on what happens to us in this life and the next life and where do, where do the souls go? So that definitely got me started, started me looking and searching and, and finding people to ask rabbis, rabbitsons, um, and going on Arachim and, and, um, JWRP. I had a lot of questions that I needed answered. So when your beloved brother Gordon passed away at a young age of 39 of cancer, was did you feel more equipped to deal with that, even though it was so tragic and, and you had been incredibly close to him? Um, it most definitely did. In fact, I'm not sure how you go, go through a loss of any form um, without having a belief system about what our purpose in life is and why are we here and and what is actually happening um especially when you lose somebody so close to you your whole world gets turned upside down and it's just so hard to make sense of what's happening and how to think about how to move forward so definitely by the time I'd lost my brother um I was already more well equipped to deal with um with that loss and it definitely helped guide me through and um, help me make sense of it and help me become stronger and to connect more. It definitely helped me become more connected through that experience. Connected to Hashem and to other people? Because I know you've yeah. helped many other people in similar losses. Definitely helped me connect more to Judaism and to Hashem. Um, it helped me connect more to people around me and to to share my knowledge of what I learned with the people around me and to, and also made me a lot more empathetic towards other people that have also lost mm-hmm. um, their loved ones. Um, so, you know, it was a, it was a big challenge and a big struggle in my life, but I realized how much I've grown from it and how much I learned from my brother and his trial of going through, you know, this terrible sickness of cancer and the strength and the courage that it took him and and how he portrayed that courage through his um his illness and um i learned many lessons through that from him and from searching within myself 
And you were able to be his strength in so many ways as well, Mish. I think perhaps because of the person you are, obviously, but also because of the knowledge you have gained. You were also able to help him a lot to understand what was happening and um, and helping him to let go in many ways. Um, I, I would hope I did, and um, I definitely tried to, to do that. And uh, we've been close all our lives and uh, learned from each other all our lives. And it was a very um, connecting, special experience to go through um, and um, just to experience together and to learn together and to grow together. I will have that with me forever. We've got to just stop. That's that's very touching indeed, Mish. I must admit, I, I find tears come into my eyes. But we're waiting for an advert. Craig's waving his little card at us. The best part of your day. At the heart of your community. All the talk. All the music. All the news. Hi, FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human, and I'm back with my daughter-in-law, Michelle Jackson, and we're talking about Let Your Treasure Be Known. Mish, let's go back to you. You were talking about what what you learnt. What, what would you like to add to that? I think the biggest thing about growth is you you have to work on yourself first, and if you want to be able to give to others... You have to understand who you are and what you have to share with the world. I also realize that you have to fill, to be able to give to others, you have to fill your own vessel and you have to make sure that you fill it with all the things that you, that's unique to you and what your unique needs and things that fill you up and make you feel whole. And then whatever is overflowing from that vessel, that is what you give out to others. If you give from an empty vessel, you give from a place of resentment. But an exhaustion. An exhaustion. It depletes you. If you give from an overflowing pot uh, or vessel, you are giving out of a place of joy. And mm. people can feel the difference. So I realized that um, to be effective in this world, I need to learn what my strengths, what my purpose, what and what I need to help others in my life. And also how much you can give before you burn yourself out. Absolutely. It's something that I've had to learn definitely in me, my own life. Yeah, me too and very often. And um, and life is a learning curve and <laughs> very seldom do you get it right the first time. You fail, you fail and you get up again and you try again and that's part of life and that's normal. But once you've found your piece in the puzzle, which I think is actually a lifelong uh, process, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, that's, it's not an easy thing and I think you learn more about yourself as you experience more of life. Um, you start living the life you are meant to live. You're not living other people's lives, you're living your life and you're being more true to yourself and you're becoming more of a, you know, more, um, a real person. More authentic. More mm. authentic. Mm. Because, um, we aren't here to be like everyone else. We're here to be who, who we were meant to be and who God made us. You know, Miss, you sent me a, an article from Rabbi Sachs's book, Lessons in Leadership. And I think what you say about our uniqueness and, and we're here to find our own purpose and be who we 
you know, look at our own strengths and how we interpret life. He said something here. Viktor Frankl used to emphasize that our lives are determined not by what happens to us, but by how we respond to what happens to us. And how we respond depends on how we interpret events. Is this disaster the end of my world? Or is it calling on me to exercise heroic strength so that I can survive and help others to survive? The same circumstances may be interpreted differently by two people, leading one to utter despair and the other to heroic endurance. The facts may be the same, but the meanings are diametrically different. How we interpret the world affects how we respond to the world, and it is our responses that shape our lives individually and collectively. And I think it very much fits in with what you are saying, how you have responded to your challenges. Now, tell me about what you mentioned, Arachim. What other areas in your life have helped you? So... Have, have you been helped by, should I say, if I had to use correct English? So growth comes in many forms, and I think that it's good to look into different areas and use different role models and different organizations to help you through because every every person and every organization has their strengths, and you can learn from everyone. And, in fact, um, I really do believe that that everybody that's put in your life at that period of time is has come to teach you a lesson, um, whether it's a, a a lesson that you are enjoying learning or one that you're absolutely hating every minute learning. Um, nevertheless, I don't believe anybody is in your life for no reason, and um, so I've had I've been blessed with so many mentors and so many people in my life. And when I haven't had the right one, I've gone in search of it. And I think that's the key. You have to be active and proactive in this process of growing and bringing meaning into your life and understanding life. It's not going to just come to you. We need to put in our effort. So for me, um, you know, the people that affect me the most and mentor me the most are actually my own family. I have learned from each and every member of my family. You know, um, I'm blessed to that my parents brought me into this world and they and the life lessons that they've taught me, um, great life lessons that I will have with me forever. I'm grateful for my all my in-law family, and as you can see, I have the most incredible mother-in-law, uh, who has taught me so much and has helped me on my journey in many different ways, and is always a person that I can go to for wisdom and guidance, um, uh, and my father-in-law as well. That comes a lot with a lot with with a lot of humor. <laughs> I love him to bits. Um, my mother, as I said, my stepfather. And my brothers, my sisters, and that includes my in-laws, brothers and sisters, who I consider to be my own brothers and sisters. Um, so that's where it starts. And then from there, I would say definitely the person that's made the most difference in my life, I would say, is my husband, Norman. Um, he has given me the space to grow, and he stood behind me as a support and he has always been there as my rock, and it definitely helps in growth because when you grow, 
it's there's often a lot of um, layers you have to peel back and a lot of things that you've built up around yourself that you have to as protection uh, to protect yourself um so you need a safe space to to peel those you know layers back those onion layers and to get to the core of a lot of your issues and baggage that you that you have and and it's a time of great vulnerability and it takes huge courage to start to peel those layers mish so you need strong people around you and you need great support so you have to choose those people wisely and thank god I had a husband who's been my rock and has helped me um, search, and hopefully I've helped him search too. You definitely have. That's from a mother of your <laughs> of your husband. <laughs> so, but other than that, um, when I've come across a challenge, I have gone to get help with it, and um, through psychologists, life coaches, um, I go and I try and fix challenges and problems as they arise. Um, Things that I'm struggling with, things I'm trying to, trying to get my head around, um, and that's sort of a lifelong thing. And I use everybody around me. The organisations that have helped me have been Arachim. That's where my spiritual growth started. Um, Rabbi Joseph, Rabbi Kay, um, they really got me understanding Judaism from the bottom up and really getting to the core of what Judaism is and how it affects our life and what role it plays in our life and how we can use it to live a productive and um, meaningful life. Um, I then went on incredible trip to Israel, JWRP trip. This is That stands for Jewish Women's Renaissance Project. I went with um, Aish Rebbitson, Rebbitson Shelley Willis, and Rebbitson from Ziskind um, in 2010. It was the most incredible, life-changing trip that I've ever been on. It changed my perspective on life, on Judaism, on Israel, and it brought so much meaning into my life. And your enthusiasm, I must admit, was incredibly contagious. And... Because of that, I think you were able to share this experience. But just before we go on with that, I see one a message has come through from one of your in-laws, from Care. You are doing so well, Mish. So proud of you. <laughs> that comes from Care. Thanks, Care. <laughs> um, Mish, now that those experiences uh, that you had, that you then decided to pay it forward, didn't you? But you, you went as a participant on JWRP. What does it stand for, by the way? Jewish Women's Renaissance Project. It's a, it's a organization from, um, America run by a huge group of women. Started with eight women, the power of women. It is now, it now takes thousands of women, um, to Israel every year and from around the world, from around the world, from every country in the world. And it has just grown and grown, which just shows there there's such a need in the world for for empowering women and empowering because when you empower a woman, you empower their whole family and the community around them. So um, it was really a life-changing trip, and I recommend every woman to go on this trip. No um, matter the age, or do you think it's a particular age? Um, they, um, they do. It is really only open to women with children under the age of 18. Oh. 
mm-hmm. but they are running one now. See, it's called the Grand Momentum, which actually is for any age because they realize it's, uh, they were getting so many requests from people that didn't fit their original profile, um, for these trips and there's such a need for it that they, they do put on a trip it's their first one of this type and I think it's going to they're going to have to do this every year as well and I think it's what you going back to that puzzle that you're talking about finding the pieces for that puzzle goes on throughout our lives no matter the age so definitely I do think that it would be very beneficial for people of all ages to absolutely. go absolutely and a lot of grandparents now are bringing up their grandchildren and it's, 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 this helps with, um, your community, your children, with your families, no matter what age you are. You know, Mish, um, just tell me about, cause you came back and you decided to, uh, pay it forward. How did you do that? So, um, I was asked to be a madricha on the 2012 trip and, um, I'd never had a role like that before. So, um, it was quite daunting at the time, um, but I decided what, what uh, you know, Miles would try it out. And um, I have this motto that I always try to live by, by Susan Jeffers, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I have to use that quite often in my life, even today, to come and speak on the radio. <laughs> but um, but um, You're doing great, by the way. <laughs> I would definitely say that um, you have to push yourself beyond what you think you can do to be able to grow as well because that's where you get your most of your learning from. So mm-hmm. I decided, let me try it out, let me go. And and let me see if there's any way I can help people around me and to I really got on my path and, and trying to grow observantly. And, you know, whatever I can share about my life experience and what I've learned in life, you know, and to be there for other people and to give back what I have learned, Um you know that, that that was meaningful for me, and I fantastic, Mish. Um, I just see that we've got a few more um, messages that have come through, and I just want to say that our SMS number is three four five one nine. Our WhatsApp number is zero six two one four eight two three seven four. And someone is asking who I am talking to you. Um, and I'm talking to Michelle Jackson, my daughter-in-law, and um, the other one says, Loving your program, Sue. Michelle is a wise and courageous woman, my wonderful father-in-law's favorite quote, and we have it on our fridge. You cannot change the wind, but you can adjust your sails. Thanks, Sue. And Michelle. Mm-hmm. So I love that quote. Thanks for the great feedback. Lovely. Now, I see it says here um, you have uh, struggles. Did she get uh, AVE? I'm not sure what that is. Perhaps if you could send your message again and um, just clarifying what that is, that would be great. Thank you so much for the messages we are receiving. It definitely does help. Mish, let's go back to you. To you paying it forward. Okay, so I went on the JWRP trip as a, a madricha, and when I got back from that trip is when I, my brother told me that he was diagnosed with cancer. So that was quite a big blow for me, and I decided that 
that was a time for me to give to him. I didn't know how much longer I had with him. So um, I, I sort of had to get my head around the fact that I, was, I might lose my brother. Just, you know, we, we have listeners uh, tuning in every minute, literally. So Michelle's brother, um, Gordon, was 39 when he passed away. Uh, two, three years ago, Mish? Four years, Four years ago, ago now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, at that time, um, you know, I, I learned, as I, as I said, I learned and I grew a lot through that experience. And um, my friend then went on the JWRP trip, Haley Harbour, and she came back all fired up um, from this trip and said, Michelle, we actually... We have to do something. We we can't lose this inspiration that we get from this trip to move and to grow. And she said to me, would I be interested in being a co-chair and starting up an organization for people that have come back from the trip to um, to continue that growth and not to lose that inspiration that and, and all the things that they learned on that trip and to actually continue it um, because it's also quite lonely coming back and and not having anybody to grow with. Mm. And so we thought, well, let's give it a try. And um, so it was all Haley's idea. And she took me along for the ride and more um, than a ride. <laughs> and so, um, we collected nine other of our friends and, um, and they were also very passionate about this. And we sat together one day and we said, right, how are we going to do this? Had they been on the tour as the, well? No, they'd all been on the tour. There's only one of our committee members that weren't on the tour and we're trying desperately to get her to go. She knows who she is if she's listening. <laughs> and um so so we started this organization together, the eleven of us called Four, and it was um it was basically um our motto was origin, transformation, connection. And, and what does the four stand for? The four, there was, there's lots of meanings behind four in Judaism. Um, it's the door to spirit, the letter Dalit, the door to spiritual growth. It was based on the four mothers, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and, and Leah, that we want to emulate their, their, um, uh, characteristics and, and what they've managed to fulfill in their lives. And we thought, let's just get this together and see where it takes us. So we started offering um, talks um, by psychologists, rabbis, rabbitsons, um, people that are, are um, pro-Israel, um, Zionist Fed gave us a few speakers, um, the chief rabbi gave us a few Sinai and Darba speakers, we we're very grateful to them, and um, we were just we just wanted to share what we learned and we wanted to all grow together and to inspire each other and to hold each other's hands be, uh, through this process because um, it's a scary thing to to grow and you need courage and you need support. Now, I believe you're also now, it's going even bigger because you're amalgamating, is that right? So um, we ran that for two years and we had um, incredible members. Okay. And... Do you want to carry on after the break? Yeah, after the break, Miss, you're getting wise looking at Craig's little piece of paper there. Stay relevant and up to date. This is 101.9 High FM. 
Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human. My guest today is Michelle Jackson, and our topic is Let Your Treasure Be Known. Right, Mish, so we were talking about you amalgamating because it got even bigger. What I actually just wanted to just say quickly, because I was thinking about how it, uh, it says that it takes a village to raise a child. Now, you are actually looking at a village to raise a community, aren't you, and, and to raise a group of women, you know, to connect, to to actually all come together. Yes, because um, a mother plays, plays such a pivotal role in a family, um, and really... She's the one that instills the values, ma- mainly the values and that in the home. You know, the father's not there all the time and, and definitely don't want to take away from fathers because um, they have a vital role to play in the family. But certainly um, a, a lot of things don't get implemented in the home without the mother. So do you feel that, that four, for instance, actually helps a mother also understand a woman, understand who they are, their own roles um, in life, and and to grow. I think, yeah, I think it really what it does is it it's it makes a space for people to start searching, and it uh, um, a safe space for people to start searching with other people that are searching alongside them, and from there, um, you know, they can continue their search and find out more and find their own teachers and find their own mentors and teachers mm-hmm. um, because everybody responds differently to different people and even in the Torah it says you find yourself a teacher and somebody that you connect with that understands you because um, people need different things and you know Mish we don't always uh, recognize the people who do help us grow because there are some people who are there to mirror our own behavior. And just as we do not always like our own reflection in the mirror, so we often uh, don't particularly like these people and find them annoying. And yet often in, in retrospect, they turn out to be our greatest teachers. I agree with you. Personally, I must admit that on reflecting and thinking about certain people who have got me to look in my mirror and to see my reflection, I have to be honest and admit that even though I acknowledge their role in my journey, I still can't say I like them or ever <laughs> will. <laughs> what is, do you agree with me there? I agree. I think it you've is, got to work hard at life. You have to work them. much harder yeah. with certain people than others and certain people you connect with more than others. Absolutely. But yeah. they are all there to teach They're us, as there. you said uh, at the beginning. So you have to see them as a gift, even though it may be very, very hard. Okay, thanks for that advice. <laughs> now, Mish, just go back to, to four again. We, I know we're chopping and changing a bit here, but I actually want to know about the amalgamation and the reason for it. So a four ran for two years, and um, we had a lot of absolutely magnificent members, such special people, each one of them, all on their own path in growth. And what we realized, and what happened was that, um, King David schools was, had their, had an organization called Soul that they, um, created. And that was to do something quite similar to what we were doing. Um, you know, teaching, um, providing speakers and teachers and rabbis and rabbis and psychologists and, um, to help guide the King David parents. 
Um, and they approached us and they said, why don't we pull our resources and bring all our talents and skills and resources Wonderful together? Yeah. And, and, um, we can all learn from each other and we can work together. So has it started? It started. We launched it on Women's Day. Oh yeah. Good time to start it <laughs> at the foundations event. And it uh, has been very successful and there's a lot of interest in joining in. It's called in because uh, it's uh, invigorating and it's inspiring and it's inclusive. It's even though it's, it's powered by King David school and King David mothers, it is open to anybody that wants to learn and grow and um, be a part of it. Um, and so we hope to now just take it to the next level and to inspire more people and to help more people and just to all be in this together. So who should people contact if they want to know more about this? So the person in charge of in is Robin Schmuckler at King David Schools. I know Robin. Uh, she's an incredible human being. She is and certainly she, a very motivated person. And very famous in Johannesburg uh. <laughs> for all she does. And we're very, very uh, grateful to be part of um, the King David Schools and for and soul and and so, I'm sure you're getting a lot of interest. Uh, we're getting a lot of interest, and um, we are so excited that people want to do this, and mm. they want to mm. bring more meaning and purpose into their lives and to help grow their children and their families. And it's just, it's so, it's, it's what keeps us going. Absolutely. Now, uh, I see our time is going quite quickly, but you, you did another call, you did another trip as well, um, with your daughter Tully for her bat mitzvah. Just, just tell us a bit about that. So, um, I had, because I had had the most incredible experiences on the JWRP trip, when it came to the time of my daughter's bat mitzvah, I thought to myself, what do I really want to, sh- what do I really want to show her about being a Jewish woman? Because that's, that's the time when she'll be thinking about that. She's learning about that in bat mitzvah lessons. What is it to be? What can I bring to the party? What can I show her besides, you know, being her mother? And so I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if I could take on a JWRP trip? And let her experience what I experienced. And so I searched for one and I couldn't find one anywhere. And I put all my feelers out and I asked all my rabbis and rabbitsons, do you know of any trip, a bat mitzvah trip that I could take my daughter on? And nobody knew anything. I searched on the internet, couldn't find anything suitable. And um, for a whole year before I was searching for something like this, I got in contact with them, um, JWP. Haven't you got anything? They said they are have, they have plans to put something in place, but not yet. Anyway, you know, I, I prayed about it and I said, Hashem, I need this. Please help me find it. And you'll never believe what happened, but my Aish Rebbitson, Karen Pilotowski phoned me one day and said, you won't believe it. I've just got this email from, um, Aish Israel. And mothers with meaning to say they launching a brand new pilot trip for mothers and daughters, um, in Israel. And I know she knows I've been looking for something like this and she was so excited to share it with me. And I got it, I got hold of them straight away. And, um, it's actually for girls aged 13 to 15, 
but I wasn't having them say no to my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't even for South Africans. It was for New Jersey mothers. And I basically pushed my way into the trip. (laughs) With determination. I was very determined. My daughter was going to do this. And um, so they eventually couldn't say no. And um, they let us come, even though my daughter was only 12. So that's what I decided to do for her bat mitzvah. And then her friend heard about it and she said, can I come too? And I said, sure, I'm sure it's not a problem. And her mother phoned me and said, are you sure there is something like this that exists? And is it okay if we join? I said, absolutely. So two South Africans went off to Israel to meet a whole bunch of New Jersey moms. Um, and we met all the Israeli moms and daughters that have also... Um, Started an organization similar to Four and In called Mothers with Meaning, and they put this whole magnificent trip together, them and Aish Israel. Wonderful. Mish, uh, Craig's just indicating to me that we're going to have to start wrapping up. It's gone so quickly, it really has. Now, going forward, you are a gifted artist, and I hope that you're going to actually use that as one of your purposes, one of your uh, your gifts that you've been given and actually grow that as well. I'm sure you've got plans for your future anyway. We're going to be ending with a YouTube which is called Let Your Treasure Be Known. Thank you so much, Mish, for coming on this show and uh, and for being with me today, especially with um, being Women's Month and with Elul starting tonight and uh, we wish everybody uh, a blessed time thank you for having me on the show thanks Mish you know what's really tough loving people for who they are not who we want them to be not who we think they can be but loving them exactly as they are today it's tough because we have our own expectations by which we measure others We focus so much on whether the other person is meeting our standards that we forget to love them for being uniquely flawed and evolving, just like ourselves, perhaps at a different pace, in a different place. But when we actually succeed, when we love someone for who they are, we see how quickly they transform into the greatest, most inspired version of themselves. You see, the truth is that we don't know a thing about the silent battles fought by those we admire battles that are perhaps compensated by the very bravado we respect. We do not see the pain hidden behind their smile. We don't see the suffering and loss they've endured. But more importantly, we do not know what wisdom is hidden in the hearts of those who go unnoticed. Recognizing this humanizes our role models, flattens our egos, and gives us reason to treat every person with compassion and kindness. The most broken people have taught me more about life than some teachers ever could. They taught me hope. Now one of my favorite things to do is give that hope to others. To understand their fears and assure them that their dreams are much more powerful than their demons. To dissolve their insecurities and remind them that they don't have to have it all figured out in order to move forward. These things are my favorite, not because I have more to share than anyone else, but because it is so often that I myself need to hear the words I speak. By offering hope to others, I develop hope for myself. See, the reality is that no matter how insightful someone may seem, they are equally clueless. Enlightenment begins here, 
with the sobering reminder that there are no masters in life, only helpers. So be a helper, inspire someone, empower their soul. Awakening to this journey is the treasure, it is the only treasure. Because cemeteries are not just where we bury those who have passed, but also where we entomb the treasures of our future. Think for a moment of all the untapped wisdom and love. Think of all the books that will never be written, hugs that will never be given, and dreams that will never come to light. In this light, the cemetery is the most valuable place on earth, for it is here where our regrets come to rest. Think of this when that voice in your head says you're not good enough or convinces you to start tomorrow instead of today. Think of this when you're holding a grudge. Think of how fortunate you are to have another day to share your gifts with the world. If for no other reason, think of this. Be humbled by this before you do the things you wish. I assure you, if you think as often as you should, you'll never postpone another day. So think and spend every ounce of your life in the passionate pursuit of that which moves your soul. Let your treasure be known.